Christian Science. Yeah, the neighborhood's safe enough. The police station's just around the corner, you know. Down at the West End, there's a lot of junkies, but that's six blocks away. It's a straight neighborhood, just poor. Good. So am I, she told him crisply, and moved in two days later. And now we shall see mused Madame Karitska when she had abandoned her milliner's job, scavenged lumber for bookcases, and unpacked her books. Her purse was flat, but her serenity untouched. She had, after all, been much poorer in earlier days. Her parents had fled Russia when she was an infant, and since they did not know a great deal about money, having always had a vast amount of it, their silver lasted them only until they reached a wretched little town in the Urals, where they were forced rather abruptly to learn what a deficiency of the commodity meant. Those members of the family who could work worked for a pittance. Those who could not begged. A title was useless, but brains were not. By the time she was ten, Marina Karitska had discovered a way to make paper flowers to sell in the bazaars at feast days, and by doing this, She accumulated enough profit to move her family to Kabul, where they prospered and she became a student. In the years since then, she had lost two husbands and a considerable fortune to wars and politics. But she considered it merely the rounding of a circle. Poverty of circumstance did not imply impoverishment of spirit. By applying herself to life with diligence and scholarliness, something would inevitably turn up. What turned up on 8th Street was at first not encouraging. She met rather too many foolish, lovesick women who saw her sign in the window and assumed her to be a common fortune teller. But lately, there had begun to be a few appointments by telephone, and serious ones, so that she began to feel that news of her existence was spreading beyond the neighborhood. On this particular morning... Madame Karitska had a nine o'clock appointment that had been made by telephone the evening before. She was up at sunrise to meditate, after which she performed various yoga exercises, dressed, and had a meager breakfast. The knock on her door came promptly at nine. Good morning, she said, throwing open her door, and was at once enchanted by the prim, lovely young girl on her doorstep. Come in, won't you? Do you like Turkish coffee or American? I've a pot of each on the stove. The girl was plainly nervous, but she brightened at Madame Karitska's warm welcome. American, please. No sense of adventure here, thought Madame Karitska. A pity. Sit down, won't you? She called, going to the tiny kitchen. Preferably by the coffee table where I shall place the cups. A moment later, she was back, bearing a tray with carafe and cups. As the girl busied herself with sugar and milk, Madame Karitska frankly observed her. Beautiful, but inhibited, she thought. Frightened, but possibly of me. Very lonely. An odd young woman. Odd, because in spite of her beauty, she had no awareness of its effect. Possibly men frightened her possibly life itself. She would have to be very gentle with her. She said firmly, I wonder if I might have something of yours to hold. I find it an excellent way to get acquainted. Something that you wear every day, a watch, a necklace, a ring. The girl looked at her, and Madame Karitska thought that if she were not so inhibited, she would laugh. 
What does that do? the girl asked very politely. It is a matter of vibrations and tone, explained Madame Karitska forgivingly. Whatever you wear takes on the emotional tone of both your body and your thoughts. It's called psychometry. I'm not a fortune teller, she added firmly. I'm a psychic. The authority in her voice had its effect. I wear this ring every day, the girl said, and slipped it from her finger and across the ornate coffee table. Thank you. Incidentally, is there anything in particular that you want to know? The girl moved one hand in a curiously helpless gesture. Oh, almost anything, I guess. Whether I should change jobs, for instance. Madame Kuritska gave her a quick, shrewd glance. She had a strong feeling that the young woman suffered more from a general dissatisfaction.